Character has clear implications for leadership. It is widely held that leaders' character are important because sound character leads to ethical decisions and ethical behavior. In your personal life, you might feel a great sense of ethical responsibility to your family and close friends doing the right thing by them. But business leaders also have ethical responsibilities to the many people who count on them to do the right thing. Their role models, their behavior sets the tone for their organization. Hence the adage, the fish rots from the head. Hi everyone, my name is Lena Patel, founder of Global Impact Systems, where we help bring the sandbox to the boardroom. Welcome back to another episode of Lena Patel Live. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about developing your ethical muscle as a leader, why it's important, what character traits you need, and how the smallest mistakes can set you back financially. Ethics are a hot topic today, particularly at this time with the current political climate. And as a business leader, the values that you hold both as an individual and within your business will have a powerful impact on the organizations that you interact with and the people that you connect with and do business with. As a leader, your business has tremendous economic power and also symbolic power because you are a role model now for the next generation of organizations. Today, 86% think that there is a leadership crisis in the world. Clearly, with this kind of data, there is a gap between how we show up and how we think we are showing up. The problem is that in business, we are taught that we need to be successful at whatever cost And our success is going to be measured in terms of material possessions, economic benefits, profit, and gain. And along the way, the danger is that we lose sight of our internal value system. We succumb to egos. We become guided by greed. And for employees, many feel like their job is on the line if they don't toe the line when their leader has a core philosophy which is in direct opposition to their own. As a leader, we can keep being successful, but the problem is at a certain point, your conscience is not going to allow you to turn away from the problems that are going on in the world. The problem that your kids are taking drugs or that your marriage is in trouble because you haven't spent the last eight weekends at home with your spouse. The beauty of being successful in the public eye is that you don't have to talk to anyone. You can hide in your ivory tower, your executive office, your private island, and you know, you don't have to talk to anyone. But that's where the rubber meets the road. We go about our world in front of our customers, our followers, in front of our employees wearing a mask. We don't face what we need to face because let's face it, what others don't know won't hurt them, right? Isn't that what a lot of us think? But here's the flip side. I truly believe that there is a light, a leader inside each of us that has the ability to transform our business, to transform the quality of our lives, to inspire greatness in others. And we're covering up with this BS excuse. And it goes like this. I couldn't help it. I'm just like that. Business requires that. Our shareholders demand that. The only way we can make a profit is if we do this. It's just business. It's not personal. 
The truth is, it's extremely personal because we've already covered that our business has a ripple on effect. We're so interconnected. We're so intertwined. And more and more today, young people, our millennials are demanding that companies are raising the bar ethically, that they're actually caring about their customers. They're caring about the planet. They're caring about the impact that they're making. And the businesses that aren't paying attention to this are the ones that are going to miss out and fail over the long haul. The good news is that, and I love this quote by Gandhi, he says, the entity is infused with the means. We can't solve our pain or our struggles or our challenges or our stress with our current level of thinking. We need to go beyond that logical, rational level of thinking because that's the kind of thinking that got us into trouble in the first place. You know, growing up, I got asked two tough questions. My grandfather would ask me one Where am I not facing the truth about what I want to create in my world, about what is occurring in my life, and what is occurring in my environment? And the second question he would ask me is, where am I not communicating that to others so that they are clear about what my needs are and what I stand for? These two questions changed my life. They invited me to evaluate how I was showing up in the world as a leader, as a business owner, as a consultant, as a trainer. How am I leaving my mark in the world and influencing others? And some of you listening to this might be thinking, well, why you? Why me? Why is it up to us? Aren't there other people in this world that are more influential, that are more powerful, responsible for this? And the answer to that, in my opinion, is that we are the only species that have the capacity to question to reflect. We're the only species that has the capacity for insight, self-awareness, creativity, compassion. We are the only species that has the capacity to build businesses and empires that with one revolutionary product, one inspirational phrase or speech, one big idea can transform the whole of humanity. And as such, we're the only species that has the capacity to reverse the trend that we have been on. We are the custodians of our family, our community, our town, our country. Ultimately, we're custodians of the earth and we have an obligation to step up. So in a moment, I'm going to give you what I consider to be three key character traits of ethical leaders for all of you listening who are seeking answers in times of challenge and change. But first, I want to share a story, a case study of a company that is doing something really right, but has also made mistakes along the way so that we can really learn the impact of ethical leadership when it's done right and when it falls short of the mark. So the company I want to talk about today is Cadbury's, a chocolate company that are wildly popular in the UK, which is where I grew up. And to give you a little bit of backstory on Cadbury's, if you're not familiar with them, their culture has been deeply rooted in the religious traditions of the company's founders. And it's an organization that has paid close attention to the welfare of its workers, to ethical sourcing practices. So years ago, when US Congress passed legislation that would allow chocolate grown on certified plantations to be labeled slave labor free, it really painted the rest of the industry in a bad light. And for Cadbury's, it really hit them hard. And they really had to raise the bar in terms of ensuring that their supply chain was ethically managed. So fast forward to last year, 
And in 2017, Cadbury's announced that all of their chocolate bars sold in the UK and Ireland would use sustainably sourced cocoa in an attempt to secure a future for farmers and supplies of this key ingredient. The company set up what they called Cocoa Life, a sustainability scheme, and the cost for them over 10 years is $400 million. That's 310 million pounds. So a huge investment for this company. And alongside of this initiative that they put into place, they're also working with a number of charities and partners with fair trade to verify that their farmers are getting a fair deal. They're working hard to overcome challenges and making sure that their chocolate is more sustainable. For example, they're encouraging better agricultural practices. They're partnering with a company called Tree Global to ensure that they're growing more resilient, fast yielding plants. And they're also investing in setting up savings and loan schemes for women and offering enterprise training to encourage farmers to join this industry. So all really good, positive stuff that shows that they're really caring about not only creating a company that's profit driven, but also how that profit is being generated. So let's talk about the three character traits that I mentioned earlier of ethical entrepreneurs. And let's connect it with Cadbury's to see what they've done incredibly well and where they are falling short. So the first trait is awareness. The ability to recognize the ethical aspects of a situation. Awareness is more than just having empathy towards others. It is the ability to foresee the harm that an action might cause the possible consequences, such as violations of commitment, unfairness. It's having the skill to make ethical judgments, the ability to view ethical issues impartially, grasp the complex principles that are typically at stake, and reason through this complexity. So Cadbury's had this awareness. They realized that they needed to address the changes in U.S. legislation to ensure that they were still in integrity, and it wouldn't hurt their business profits, and it wouldn't hurt the values on which their business was built. Which leads us to ethical trait number two, and that is alignment. Alignment is acting in ways that are consistent with your ethical judgments. We can all think of examples of businesses in which greed, desire for status, fear of criticism, isolation, and and a range of other factors led to individuals acting in ways that are inconsistent with their ethical judgments. It's also easy to rationalize this kind of behavior. With Cadbury's in 2015, the firm made this seemingly insignificant but incredibly expensive decision to quietly change to a cheaper chocolate. Growing up in the UK, I grew up with one of their flagship products, which was the Cadbury's cream egg. And every Easter, for a period of three or four months, the Cadbury's cream egg hits the shelves and consumers go crazy. I am not kidding you. In 2015, when the firm changed to this cheaper chocolate, consumers were outraged and they voted with their feet. They didn't buy The brand lost six million pounds of cream egg sales. And during the entire Easter period, when their products are in abundance on the shelves, they lost in excess of 10 million pounds. So that's a significant loss by making one change that they thought would help them recoup some of those costs. The third character trait is influence. The ability to influence others to act ethically. And this is perhaps the most challenging test of character. 
It's the reason why individuals like Gandhi and Abraham Lincoln are widely admired. As a leader with influence, this also requires from us the ability to shape organizational structures, hiring and promotion practices, strategic decision-making in ways that promote responsible and ethical conduct. And if one person in that company at that time used their influence to say, whoa, hold on, is this the right decision that we're doing? Sacrificing quality in order to win in the marketplace. If one person had dared to ask that question, perhaps Cadbury's would not have lost millions in sales in that one year. Gandhi said if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. So when the tendencies in the world are not changing, Gandhi is telling us something inside us needs to change. There needs to be an alignment with the outer world reflecting our inner world. I hope this has given you some food for thought. I'd love to give, for those of you that are interested, some strategic keys to leading change when things aren't in alignment. If you'd like this free action guide, you can email us at linapatellive.com. And for those of you that want to go deeper and you want help in putting a core values charter together in your organization and offering a training to build cohesive championship organizations that are based on these core values how to actually implement this and build a business that is value-based, reach out because I would love to partner with you on this initiative. The bottom line is that business should exist as part of a community in order to serve that community. And if we want to move the needle, it's up to us as leaders of organizations, as entrepreneurs, as individuals to step up and move it. I urge you now to step up and become that leader within your community, within your business. That's how change begins. It starts with us transforming the way that we think, raising our consciousness so that we can transform our environments. We can't force change on anyone else, but we can speak our own truth and shine that light. And in doing so, give others permission to do the same. If you enjoy this episode, please go ahead, download and subscribe today on iTunes or Stitcher so that you don't miss future episodes. Also, check out the show notes for this week available at linapatellive.com and send me a tweet, share your thoughts and ideas you have on ethical leadership and let's start a dialogue so that we can really raise the bar in how we are showing up in business and in life. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you in the sandbox.